Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got Lauren LaRosa hanging out with us this morning, our special guest co-host. And we got the icon, Come the on, legend Come on, on the line right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Usher. Hey. <laughs> How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling up right now, feeling blessed, mm-hmm. feeling blessed. Congratulations, yes. Super Bowl halftime show. I feel like the culture collectively was calling for this. Yep. I feel like we've been saying this for months. Thank you, man. Affirmations do come true, right? Thank you guys for wanting it for me. Thanks for each and every person that prayed. You know what I'm saying? And also, too, you know, just talked about it. Maybe it was just putting it in the air. That you know the Super Bowl would decide to come to Vegas because I was there. No, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> No, no, but for real, man, I I, I have, you know, have heard, you know, the conversations and the idea that, you know, I would be able to play uh, the Super Bowl. So now it's a reality. Crazy. Jay-Z calls me at, what, six o'clock in the morning. I'm barely just waking up. Just the first news I get of the day. He's like, yo, it's your Michael moment. It's your magic moment. I'm like, 
are you serious? He's like, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I look over at Jen. I'm like, yo, it's Jay. She's telling me I got it. No way. And in the background, you hear him, way. It was, it was so gangster. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. How, how long have you known this was going to happen? Because you said, so Jay just called you or you knew this was in the air for No, uh, Jay called when I first got the news. Okay. Um, I was in Atlanta. Yo, the craziest part, man, trying to hold this, you know what I'm saying, and not tell my kids mm -hmm. who were also too on me, like, Dad, you should play the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, who do I need to call? You know what I mean? It's, they online asking or talking if you, I'm like, hey, man, just maybe pray about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you put it, in, put it in the ether, you know what I'm saying, maybe it'll come back. I'm knowing, but I can't tell them, you know, so it's, it was about a week and a half um, of just holding that secret. It mm -hmm. felt like, I felt like, you know, like I was having a conversation in the war room and you can't tell the rest of the world what's right. going on. Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Now that was on your bucket list, you said. It has always been on my bucket list. Yeah. Since you know, Michael, I, I, I bet you since you saw Michael Jackson do it back in the day. Absolutely. He, he's the one who... Yo, by the way, Michael has way has you know paved the way for all of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's to be able to see what he did with this moment starts it, and then to understand what Prince did with this moment ignites it. To know that so many legendary artists mm -hmm. have been in that position from, you know what I'm saying? You two, Coldplay, you know Beyonce, Bruno Mars. So many incredible artists have been able to service that moment. You know and I really do feel like I'm built for this. I feel like the music catalog that I've been able to build obviously speaks to it, but the entertainer that I am for that moment and the fact that I'm in my new home, you know what I'm saying? Like right. not in my Vegas residency, but also to Lovers and Friends Festival. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why not have an, a crescendo? I think it was it was perfectly time. I'm a praying man, Did you know you? what I mean? And I, I, I actually, I put this up in the air. I prayed about it. And if it was intended to happen, then it would find its way to me. And it did. And I'm not I'm not going to disappoint. I'll tell you that much. Did you go to Vegas, starting with Lovers and Friends, and then going into the residency, saying like, okay, if we do all this, now that it's here, the, the Super Bowl is going to be next. Like, was that like a, like you kind of, you put that out there knowing that this would come? Kind of like um, a proof of concept type of thing. Not that you needed it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, affirmations, like literally deciding that I was going to move in a certain way to take like some sense of ownership of a space. You know, I, I feel like in the past being able to do that in Atlanta, like, yeah, I'm originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, but I was raised in Atlanta and Atlanta raised the artist that I am. Atlanta raised the man that I am. Atlanta raised the person and the creative that I am. And I was able to do that in Las Vegas. So I started with a residency, opening a show when we were just coming out of the pandemic, the first show to open in the world, not just not just United States of America, but yo, we were coming out of a pandemic and people were afraid, yo, bringing that energy back in, that started it. And then staying in Las Vegas long, long enough for them to decide, okay, we're gonna have the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So I'm like, I'm staying here. I brought my festival, you know, lovers and friends <laughs> to, to Vegas. I was like, I'm staying here. I'm going to put my flag down here. This is my new space. This is my home. I feel like I get to do all of the things that I've always wanted to do and progress and, and just be creative. And since then, there's just been more and more things that have just really worked in my worked to my benefit. But again, I'm a praying man. Right. And I appreciate the fact that God has allowed this to happen. I appreciate each and every person that I know said a prayer for me. I can tell you, my grandmother, before she passed, she said a prayer. And this is a very strong praying woman. So I know that my grandmother, she's in heaven. 
and she's gonna have the best seat in the house, being able to look down and see this happen. My nanny gonna, they're gonna be up there. My grandpapa's gonna be up there looking at this and enjoying it. They got the best seats in the house. But now you got the difficult task now. See, now this is the difficult task. You got two things. Now you gotta bring Atlanta to the Super Bowl. So do you bring roller skates? Do you bring strip club? Do you bring cars? And then you got so many records into 13 minutes. Are you bringing the stripper from the Vegas, the one that comes down and like claps on? I don't know her name. I haven't been to the show yet. Are you bringing her to the Super Bowl? I might walk to the Super Bowl if you bring sis. Let me tell you something. You know what I do in Vegas. So listen, it ain't nothing but the lights, baby. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring the lights. We're going to bring the lights out. I can't give you too much. I'll tell you this. The ideas that are swarming. You know, you obviously know all the people that I work with in my life, in Mm -hmm. my career. Musically, you know the people that I respect and have collaborated with. I'm thinking of all of that. I'm thinking of making certain that the world understands the legacy that is my career. Not just the moment, but the legacy, the connection, the ideas, and the nuance. You know what I'm saying? If it is a little bit of what Atlanta is, if it's a lot of bit of what my life has been in terms of my experience. But I'm playing the hits, and I'm going to definitely bring something that's going to leave you. It's going to leave you shocked. You're gonna you're gonna remember this moment. Tell, you're tell remember us. This moment for the positivity. You're gonna remember this moment for the idea and the history. You're gonna remember this moment for all of the people that I feel like I stand on the shoulders of. You're gonna remember this moment for the fact that it inspired me to see them have their moment, and now I've got to have mine. Tell mm-hmm. us tell us the meaning of the commercial, Usher, and why it was important for you to tap into your younger self like that. Younger self, what you what you talking about, man? I'm still here. What, you, still here? <laughs> Don't play with him. you definitely not aging. You definitely not aging. But that was that was that was the a younger version of of us. <laughs> nah, yeah. So by the way, uh, you know, we went around and around about um, how we would approach this. Another a really ben- great benefit is the 20th anniversary and celebration of confessions. Wow. So it will be wow. a great opportunity to take a little bit of something that people would instantly identify with and play with it. And I felt like the social engagement, because it really it really was spun after something that I saw my fans engage using, you know, using it for me. And I'm like, yo, this is something that I think is going to activate the world and also to continue to engage them because I, I want other people to do it as well. You know, mm-hmm. I want other people to do their own versions of that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why Dion and Kim? I mean, I think that, you know, the dynamic of who I am and what I have offered is is span wide. I think that, you know, Dion and what he represents as a story that has continuously continued to dig himself from wherever he has been, whether it was health or whether it was life or rather it was the pivot of being an amazing athlete and then becoming a coach. I felt like there was a story there to be told and I wanted to support that and I wanted him to do it. I, I had to ask if he would do it. And, and he volunteered and said, yeah, I, I I would love to be a part of that. I felt like it was for the culture in that way. Kim, Kim is a good friend. And I felt like it would definitely be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Marshawn Lynch was just once again, another fun moment for the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Odell Beckham, you know what I'm saying? It was just a matter of just continuing to keep the right energy and all the right people. There were a ton of things that I've, I've talked about and a ton of things that are going to happen any given Sunday that uh, leads up to the actual big Sunday performance. So it ain't done. You're going to see more. I actually, you know, pre-ordered and put on uh, pre-order my album. So there's a, there's a lot of 
lot of levels to what I'm doing with this entire moment between now and February 11th. Right. Now, there were the uh, the dating rumors of with you and Kim Kardashian because she had came to the show so many times and people were like, what the heck is going on? You weren't afraid oh, to lean into that? I mean, because when I saw it, I said, oh, this okay. is smart. Like, I thought you were playing into yeah. that whole like people were like, how did this friendship even come about? Why does she keep going to the show? Well, if you listen to it, basically, she told you I've seen the show two times and that's why she could give the news because she actually knows. But now nah, uh, it's, it's a great show, man. Vegas has brought out a lot of people, not just Kim. Shit, We're talking about Halle Berry. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about Zendaya. We're talking about, you know, uh, Gabrielle Union, who was in the house last night here in Paris. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This thing is about good energy. This thing is about making certain that people celebrate that legacy every night and I'm happy, you know, that our friendship allowed her to be a part of it and um, that we could do something fun and, and, and social, you know. Now, Usher, I, was, I don't know if you heard, but, you know, Charlemagne and I are actually going out to, to Vegas to see your show. Not yeah, we together, coming in October. Not together, but we're going to see it. Not and together. we joked on air that says, if you sing to our women, we're going to grab the other hand. We all singing together. You said, you're going to serenade oh, all of us. We, yeah, we all, we all we Yeah, we come to five heartbeats, the three heartbeats. That's what we doing. That's what we going for. Let's go on three. One, two, three. I got nothing but love for you. <laughs> but, but you know, Envy brings up a good point, Mr. Steal Your Girl. You're not going to be able to steal anybody's girl from the Super Bowl stage. You don't know that. Because you won't be that close to the crowd. So how do you plan to terrorize people's relationships at the Super Bowl, Usher? I think you gave me the phrase, the domestic terrorist. I think you did, Charlamagne. Yes. Yeah. So um, who coined the phrase? Oh, my God. You, you crazy, bro. Um, <laughs> oh man, it's going to be a night. Yo, by the way, my Vegas residency is specifically what it is. Mm-hmm. And my performance at the Super Bowl will specifically be what it is. But I will tell you, I'm not Mr. Steal Your Girl. You know what I'm saying? That's Trey Songs. I'm the guy who tells you, don't leave your girl. Don't leave your girl around me. So you should have come with me. your girl. You know what I'm saying? Not. You should be there. <laughs> There's no guilt. You don't you don't you don't feel bad at all when you see like the Kiki Palmer situations unfold. Like there's no guilt whatsoever. What would the guilt be that I actually had a great show? It no, it's fun. it's fun, but like it it just costs so oh, much. Oh, you haven't seen my show yet. Okay. Oh baby. no, actually you, I did. Get you, I get you no, a first no, class no, no, no. I got you. I've been I've been I was there. I think it was the second show you did. Shout out to your team. I you said it was a different experience. I said it was an amazing experience. I tell everybody okay. that your show was amazing. I know it's all fun, but I'm just saying there's so much that stemmed from that once it happened with Kiki. I'm like, dang, like, do she get like a hey you good call after? Like what happens? I mean, not only did we get a, a good, good call, we shot a video, too. And the idea was Petty to Petty. actually bring good attention. Yeah, it was it was, it was, was to bring good attention to it, good intention and attention. I think that we live in a sensational time. We live very 2D. You know what I'm saying? Life is 1D, 2D, 3D. And I think we live in a 2D space. So the idea of what this is, man, was just about fun and just enjoying, you know, that moment and not missing it. Usher, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. They did a whole Boondocks episode about you. Okay, don't leave yeah, your girl around me. Just so you know, they did that way before I was in Vegas. Just so you clear. I so know that, because you, you yeah. have a reputation. You've been doing this, Usher. Stop. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing, though. It's good, it's good. You don't wanna keep shit. <laughs> It keeps relationships live, you know what I'm saying? You got to do your part, you know what I'm saying? Do your parts, fellas. And I think, go ahead. That's why we grabbing your hand when you start singing. When we get out there, I'm going to hold your hand, too. When Thank you for telling me. The... I now know exactly who I'm singing to. Oh, <laughs> Lord. 
Now they're going to come with just them two. It's going to be y'all three in a circle. Now, Diddy and JD are supposed to do this versus, right? You know, you work with Diddy, you work with JD. How do you stand on that? And are we ever going to get an Usher versus? It's not going to no. happen. You know not what? You know, you, I, I've said this a million times. There's only like two, maybe three people's catalogs you can't do nothing with. And Usher is one of them. Yeah. Usher got nuclear weapons. Correct. He, you, he, you brushed by it earlier when you was just like, oh, my musical catalog. Nah, bro. Your catalog is different. You got nuclear weapons. I can't. There's only one person I think could even stand there with you. Mary J. Blige. And that's it. Mary I really J. Blige. Truly feel that's that that's it. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Shelton, I, I appreciate your vote of uh, confidence, bro. I do. Um, yeah, I got warheads. Uh, let me just say this. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and Diddy. My brothers, you know what I'm saying? And and I think that entire the whole process is about the celebration of legacy. Mm-hmm. You got two incredible men together who have contributed something incredible to my life as an artist. So I'm celebrating both of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't have a, a dog in the fight. I just know you got two dogs getting ready to fight. That's mm-hmm. what I know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, you you said you said something. We introduced you at uh the I Heart Living Black thing. Yep. And yep. we introduced you and you was like, yo, man. I kind of want y'all to do that over because y'all introduced me and said I worked with a lot of icons and you was like, but I am an icon. And I said to myself, yo, he's right. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember having a conversation with Dream and me and Dream were just talking about how we got to preserve certain people's legacies. Mm-hmm. How, as an icon, because you are, you're a musical icon, undisputed, how do we preserve legacies like yourself while y'all are still active? I don't want to wait until you pass and then everybody's celebrating you. Like, how do we do that while you're still here? Um, this might come off biasly, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to try to do it without thinking of myself. Um, I think that we have to celebrate. I think there's something about, you know, R&B artists versus rock artists versus even hip hop artists that, um, is easily disregarded. When you think about Chuck Berry, you think about, you know, Little Richard, you think about Domino Fest, think about, you know, Paul Robeson. You don't even know these names. Some people may not even understand, but but no, they pay way for every bit of what we're celebrating in these new means. Saying rather it's entertainment based because it was James Brown or Bobby Brown or Michael Jackson. These are the legacy artists that are the architects of what we are celebrating. And you can't forget, you have to find very crafty ways to keep them in the conversation because we we so easily disregard. It's just specifically R and B artists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, but mm. country artists don't go like that. Remember Hank Aaron? Or we? Uh, I I got it all wrong. But Hank I'm just Williams. We, Hank we Williams. Hank Williams. We remember Patsy Cline. We remember these significant artists for what they contributed. But how easily you could just disregard Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. or either an amazing R&B artist who really paved the way, by the way, for all genres of music, because mm-hmm. before it was popping, R&B was really the leader. It, rhythm and blues was absolutely the dictator for how all of those genres set up. That might be real sophisticated. So the short of it is, yo, don't forget people who paved the weights and don't want to compare old to new because the new is only inspired by what has been done before and did it. Who did was R and B artists who did it. So you preserve it, concerned that you don't create comparisons by giving the R and B artists that paved the way the nod. Make certain that people listen 
Yo, music is is not linear. It's it, there's so many different levels. I ain't gonna ever. I woke up this morning celebrating D'Angelo, bro. I woke up this morning celebrating Phillies. You know what I'm saying? Like Dion Warwick. Like listening to all different levels of music and making certain that our young girls, you know what I'm saying, girls, you know what I'm saying, they understand. Oh, this is where it came from. Like doing this, you know, it's on Apple. It's flipped. It actually explains to you where the song came from. I watching the TikTok the other day, dude, car girl, and she listened to what is the song, and he getting ready for, you know, the original. That right there is the reality of what we live. And if we don't have that dialogue with the kids to help them understand, like, yo, ain't no comparison. The people who paved the way is that is, is what it is. You're walking in the shadows and the footsteps of the people who paved the way. So don't don't get to that place where you can easily discard this art because they might not necessarily be as relevant. Yo, by the way, we don't sell records no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, check your you know what I'm saying? Look at what they would. Who sold records like Michael Jackson? Nobody. Nobody. Extreme right. shit. That's cool. But who sold records? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And been and been able to sell physical copies like that, especially right. in this genre. Right. It don't happen. Who sold records so, like Confessions? Hey, that's say a that, bro. That's a diamond album. <laughs> who sold records uh, like Confessions? Uh, mm -hmm. Nah, but I I'm not here to pop my collar. I'm just talking about for real. Legacy needs to be preserved. Everybody, by the way, in R&B. Is always trying to, you know, really figure out who's the king. But I I focused my my focus is really on a kingdom. You know what I'm saying? And making certain that we remember R and B artists the same way that hip hop is remembered. And hip hop is preserved not just because of the songs that were created, but also to the fashion. Look at what Amiri is doing. Just, you know what I'm saying, with 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 hip hop. Mm -hmm. You see most deaf and Talib Kweli, you're mm -hmm. like, yo. Who that if you a kid? Yo, they giving you culture. They speaking through the clothes. Mm -hmm. Kanye and them, Sean Puffy Combs creating, you know, that culture, fat form, which is, you know, Russell Simmons. It became something more than just the music. It became a culture. Fuck being a king. I want a kingdom. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. time for us to be able to lift that R&B movement up just as much. That's why you come to Vegas and that sophistication is out there. That skate is there. That entertainment is there because... That's R and B, and you don't get that every day. That ain't gonna be something that everybody gets, but it it, it creates a a conversation that I think is 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 odd. You know what I'm saying? When I hear that comparison, it's funny, especially for people who have done things that nobody else has done. But it's also too misinforming because the new kids they actually think, oh yeah, if I have this amount of streams or this amount of like looks and likes, that's right. That that love that that was a part of building that legacy don't matter. Them likes. And that love, it don't equate. You know what I'm saying? So oh, I totally agree. That's, I, why, that's why I don't yeah. like it. And it's no disrespect because these guys are, are, are great. You can't compare a weekend to a Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't compare a Chris Brown to a Usher. They're great. Don't get me wrong. Those guys are great. They mm -hmm. do what they do. But y'all just came up in a whole different era. People had to actually go to the record store but also to the and buy the, albums. The mm -hmm. craftsmanship. Like when I came to your show in Vegas, and I've seen you before this, but I remember when I left the show, I was just thinking like, I don't know if I've ever been to a show of any artist in my time right now that I left feeling the way that I did. Like mm -hmm. the detail that you take with like the the performance, the song, the serenading the crowd, like even before that went viral. Like I was just like, I don't know if people, if artists do like my artists that I know are our R&B artists take that time. Like it, it made you feel good. That's a different type of feeling and that matters. Well, thank God that me and L.A. Reid decided to start a label. Mega is gonna make some new ones. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you look at what what he he and Babyface did with LaFace Records, and obviously what you know he and I even did with artists like Justin mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. So it's like, all right, we coming together, and that artist development it does matter to be able to understand and make certain that people remember that entertainment matters. It's always been the most important part of who I am. Right. But um, I think that, you know, there is a way to bridge the gap because I ain't going to discredit the artists who are who killing it, you know what I'm saying? Because they have a following, right. but we just do things in a different time. And, 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 and it doesn't, it's not fair to discredit those amazing artists, Philip Bailey, those amazing singers, you know, amazing jazz and all of these different levels of right. music. It might seem odd to slow down and listen to these songs, but it's really up to y'all as the curators to get them to pay attention to it. Yeah. Maybe you come up with a fact of the day. Maybe y'all start saying, yo, call in, call us and tell me what this sample is. And then right. before you know it, people are being in, you know, informed. Mm-hmm. Create new connections to preserve our legacies. Not mine, mm-hmm. but the legacy of the things that have assisted us. You know what I mean? Babies were born to these songs. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? moments that we've had to these records you know how many amazing things mm-hmm. that track our lives in these songs how easily we can just throw them away and move to the next chapter nah man you gotta you gotta keep it in keep it keep, inform your audience you right. know what I'm saying I was I gonna ask, everything you're saying I'll don't sensationalize it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. we gotta have a little bit of thirst trap there but I'm just saying for <laughs> real mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying let's let's mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's be real here. You know what I'm no, saying? I agree with everything you're saying. And that's why, you know, we got to be intentional too about celebrating. I think a lot of times, especially as men, you like, oh man, you dick riding. It's easy to make jokes. It's easy to even critique something when you don't like it. But it's, it's for whatever reason, it's hard to be like, nah, that's that dude right there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Usher's, Usher's an icon. Intimate, intimate conversations are intended for intimate spaces. When you have a broadcasting space, what you say becomes the law, mm-hmm. right? There's many a conversations of debate of who's the illest MC or the best rapper mm-hmm. or the best dancer in the barbershop or even in the private confines of your house. But not everybody understands how to process that. And it just then instigates conversation and things that are not really about preserving real work and real artistry, man. Now, now so, is this the we're talking to Usher. He's over in Paris doing his residency in Paris. I was going to ask. So this is your first album where it's almost you're not on a major label. It's almost like you're part of it. This is like almost your independent where you're putting everything behind this one, right? Yeah, uh, Gamma, uh, Larry Jackson's effort. You know, it, it far exceeds just me. There's many other artists that are going to come, but me in LA, we started a label under uh, Gamma called Mega. Wow, and. Um, it's the beginning of, you know, the continuation of our legacy, the beginning of the continuation of our legacy, mm-hmm. you know. And it's called Coming Home, the next album. Why Coming Home? Why that name? Coming Home, I mean, there's ultimately been several things that make me feel like I'm coming home. Not even a place, but just a feeling. Me reconnecting with L.A. Mm-hmm. Me coming home into a space of comfort, rather it's Las Vegas or rather it's just the home that is Atlanta and the home that I'm building there. The coming home of becoming a better man, a better man to my woman, a better man to my to my family, a better man to, you know, the world and the story that I choose to tell that don't make me perfect. And I'm not getting ready to, you know, you know, just change the narrative. I'm going to be honest about some of the things that I've gone through to create these songs, which I always have kept it honest in my music, whether you understood it or not. Um, but coming home, even to the culture of where I come from, you know what I mean? You, I don't know if you saw me. If you go to my IG, you'll see me, 
you know, uh, doing festival things over in Ghana. When I spent time in Ghana and I went to the original spaces where slaves were brought in off the ships, something about that made me reignite coming home to our original home, the motherland. And all of those things started to sneak their way into my music, you know, rather it was the algorithms of the song or the rhythm and beat of what was going on with, you know, I'm a piano and, and, and Afro beats. All of those things began to instigate my creativity. So um, I'm coming home in all of those ways. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Usher, we the, look forward the, to the seeing the you icon, The icon known as Usher. That's right. Okay, who should always be celebrated. That's right. All right, and it's a beautiful thing to see you at your Las Vegas residency, and it's going to be a beautiful thing to see you at the Super Bowl halftime show, reminding people I why you wait. are indeed Usher Raymond. I can't wait to see hey. the skates at the Super Bowl. That's going to be dope. I just want to tell Charlamagne one thing. The Cowboys are not going to be in the Super Bowl, so I just want to just clear that up right now. Just clear that right now. Well, I don't know if they are or yeah. not, but Usher will be. Usher will be, ladies and gentlemen. And we, yeah. I we, know Usher will be. Here. That's right. We appreciate you for joining us. Thank you, my brother. Absolutely. So I'm so happy that I was able to give y'all this news first. I want you to know I selected y'all because I fuck with y'all, okay? Just know that. We appreciate, appreciate that, you, King. Ladies appreciate and gentlemen. Hey, love back to you. Love back to you. All right, it's Usher. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake that ass up early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. 
Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.